John Moxley didn't have the nicest things to say to Vince McMahon on his birthday weekend. We talk about what he said and our thoughts on Thunderdome on the Squared Circle Cycle Bible. My name is Michael Valenti. This is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, to paraphrase what John Moxley said when he was speaking with Dave Meltzer, he basically said that the Thunderdome looks like a Zoom call. It reminded him of the book Fahrenheit 451. And it's still not going to fix anything, even if fans like it, because at the end of the day, Vince McMahon is still in charge. So what do you think of all that? What do you think of all that, Ralph? Oh, there's quite a bit there. It sounds like a lot of sour grapes coming from Mr. Moxley. Um, I think the thing that probably stands out the most is his comments about Vince McMahon. Look, we know that there's a lot of issues in WWE. Most of those issues stem from the the lack of focus and the issues surrounding creative week right. to week, month to month storylines being dropped at any given time Yep, without an explanation. So mm-hmm. he's certainly right on that. I mean, there's, there's no denying that there's issues on the creative side. Now, when he initially left WWE, he made very similar comments. Him, like other people have left the company recently. They had a lot of negative things to say about the creative process there. And just the fact that you really don't have much, uh, freedom to go out there and do what you want, say what you want. You're literally handed a script and it's like, you know, go out there, cut a promo, stick to this script. Right. Um, so that being said, what I would hope to see Moxley is not necessarily to come across as the guy who's so disgruntled to have left WWE on such bad terms. Look, we know that he's not going to view favorably of WWE given his run. Um, we know that there's a lot of things that he doesn't agree with. And as far as the way that WWE approaches their creative process, mm-hmm. that being said, Moxley is very much in the situation in AEW where he's the heavyweight champion because of the name he built for himself in WWE. So a lot of the success that he's enjoying right now in AEW is because of the WWE. You know, and I don't, some people may not agree with that and they're going to say, well, he's talented. He would have risen to the top either way. And that may be true. But it would have been a much harder path getting to the top of the industry in AEW and also New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can't just walk into separate companies and be a no-named individual and just, you know, become the heavyweight champion overnight. He was given those opportunities mostly in large part because of the name he built for himself in the WWE. So even though he's talented, even though he may have gotten to that point in in some way, he, he owes a lot of that success to the time that he spent in the WWE. So I, I'd rather see it where he took the higher road and didn't necessarily, you know, th- at this point, there's not really, it doesn't do any favors for him. Right. Now, I agree to you to an extent, like, yes, Vince McMahon can be the kind of person that, you know, people don't like and don't like the direction they're given on air. And we've seen many people who left WWE speak about that. Moxley, obviously, is one of them. Matt Hardy. Brody Lee, they all say, FTR, they all say, listen, they like Vince McMahon, but at the end of the day, there's just things creatively that they didn't like, and that's why they left, and they went to find other things, that we like we saw with AEW. So I, I think part of the thing, though, that people need to realize is while we want to point the finger at Vince McMahon and saying, oh, he, it's all his fault, there's so many factors to why things don't work the way they're supposed to in WWE or things don't work the way that fans want them to work in WWE. First, first and foremost, you know, creatively might not be the best thing, but it's your job to make the best of something in a bad situation. 
Some people are good at it. Some people are bad at it. And I'm not blaming the wrestlers themselves for doing such a thing where they can't make a positive out of a negative. It's very hard. But some people are able to take something that was given to them as crap and turn it into something very, very good. Rusev Day, for example, was supposed to be this joke. Even Vince McMahon said that it was a joke, but then it got super, super over and Rusev ran with it to the point where he was like, no, they're actually rooting for me. They're not making fun of me with Rusev Day. Stuff like that. I think also Baron Corbin touched on this yesterday on Twitter. And that is that fans, they'll want something. And when they get it, they complain regardless. And I'm not saying all wrestling fans, but there's definitely that percentage of fans. And it's in AEW too. It's in New Japan. It's in WWE. They want something. They get it. And then it's on to the next new shiny toy. They, they're, never, they're never satisfied. And when they're satisfied, they got to find a reason to not be satisfied. And that's definitely happening. We want Roman Reigns to turn heel. He turns heel, or at least people think. Allegedly. Allegedly turn heel at SummerSlam. I don't think he did. But at the cost of burying the Fiend. How was the Fiend buried? I want to know that. We want the Fiend to have the Universal Championship after he lost it to Goldberg. Let me ask ask you this. Go Go ahead. ahead, Finish your point. I was going to say, the Fiend gets the Universal Championship. And now they're saying he's buried. Keith Lee comes up to the main roster. Everyone wants him to come to the main roster. He shows up. They change his entrance music. Is it good? Not really. But I, I, has, I saw people already throwing the buried, buried word around because of that. So I, if you recall, when we were talking about the pace at which a lot of matches are worked in AEW and so, the pace it's, that some of the matches are worked just in general nowadays, where it's not as slow, it's not as methodical, it's a lot of high spot, high spot, high spot, like uh, you're watching the movie Mad Max, that, that type yep. of stuff. I, I attribute that a lot to the shrinking um, attention span of just people in general. You yes. know, that, that is scientifically proven that as time goes on, with the advancements in technologies and the way that they affect the brain, people have a shrinking attention span. I that think that there is legitimately a translation and correlation with that. And just the fact that, like you pointed out, people want something so badly. And once they get it, they have it for a little bit. And they're like, ah, we really don't want to see that anymore. Ah, that Veruca guy's a champion. Syndrome. That's what I call it. Veruca salt syndrome. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. Look, and my, back to my, back to the point I was saying, like, We get it. We know Vince is probably a big part of the problem in WWE, but it's not the only problem. And for a guy like Moxley, who is at the top of the industry in the rival company, the number two wrestling company in the world, could potentially be the number one company at some point. They got a long ways to go, but it's not all said and done. They they could potentially be at that point. The words and the things he said certainly hold value and they're going to influence certain people. Now, I don't expect him to go out there and pretend like the time that he had in WWE was all, you know, sunshines and rainbows and things of that nature. Right. But dude, you're the champion of the rival company of the WWE. What else more do you want? Like, what does it do for you? How do you benefit from going out there talking to Dave Meltzer or any other podcaster, any, any journalist, like, trashing wwe at this point in your career when you're already made it to the top of the number two wrestling company in the world what good does it do to go out there and say oh yeah it looks like a zoom call 
yeah, maybe the first night on SmackDown, it looked like crap or didn't look like crap, but it didn't look like it looks now. Like they made certain adjustments. There were certainly adjustments made to the audio, which we suggested and we wanted to see them do. I think what they did was they, they set it up where it looks like there's more of a tier seating thing. So it seems like there's more distance and it doesn't appear as flat to the screen. So they, I mean, look, night one, was it going to go a hundred percent the way they wanted it to? Was it going to look amazing? I mean, granted it looked amazing for the most part, but there were flaws and they're addressing that type of stuff. So, you know, going out there and pointing out these types of things, what good, what, how does that benefit him at this point in his career? And it's not like for CM Punk who has, maybe he would say, some people would say that CM Punk has a little more legitimate beef because of the way that, you know, he had the injury and they weren't necessarily taking it seriously. Like that stuff is serious. Right. Creative differences. Like at, at, at what point is that water under the bridge? And if you're Moxley, Shouldn't you just take the high road and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm at the top of the industry right now. I'm doing well. They're doing their own thing. It looks cool. You know, be the bigger guy at some point. I, I understand his frustration, though, because I feel like he's a guy that believes he could have been the top guy in WWE. In WWE. It not, I don't never really considered him a top guy. He was a WWE. champion. He was a champion. But, like you, but, to your point, he, he had the opportunity. He was a champion. And he had the opportunity to go out there and do the best what he was given. Now, yes, I don't know. People weren't into it. He was always a guy that was over with the fans, in my opinion. He was a part of one of the biggest and most successful factions of all time. Right. Now, does that mean that, you know, the creative that he was given was good? No, a lot of it was actually terrible. And that's his that's his point that he's making was like. He could have been in WWE still. He could still be a top guy in WWE and all these stars that left WWE to go to AEW or other promotions would still be there if they're just booked right. And I understand there's so many hours of programming that WWE has and they can't put everybody there. And what they think works might not work on television. Let's think about that. You know, we talk about ratings all the time. We talk about usually the overnight ratings on the average of the two or three hour blocks, but you can go down to the minute on what people are watching at a given time. So if they see minute per minute that someone's not watching them when they're on TV, Vince is not going to put them on. And that's the stuff we never hear about. Are they, are they ratings draws? Are they guys that people want to watch? Now Moxley has proven in AEW that he can be a ratings draw. He's one of the top ratings draws in AEW. Anytime he's on, he brings in more viewers than the previous, uh, 15 minute quarterly hour. So there's something there. And obviously him being the AEW champion, he's representing the brand. But I also, I also want to point out Ralph that WWE is not the only ones that get this backlash and these criticisms, you know, everyone wants to think that, you know, AEW is this perfect promotion. They can do no wrong. And there's some fans that are like that. And there's some that defend it to the day they die. And there's WWE fans that do the same thing. But there's criticisms in AEW too. And I always go to the belief of don't point fingers because three point back at you. So while you want to blame Vince McMahon for your bad run, quote in quotes, bad run in WWE or the things that you did wrong, what could have you, what could have you have done to made it better in WWE? What can... 
AEW do to make that a better product than WWE? They're doing a lot of things that are better, but there are their criticisms and there are, and their AEW fans doing that backlash, the women's division, the fact that Cody is burying young talent, the fact that all the old WWE guys are getting the titles. There are criticisms there too. So it's not just WWE. And obviously Moxley being an AEW, I don't think he would say anything bad. Then again, Jericho has said things bad about AEW too. So I, I, I mean, it's, it comes down to such a hodgepodge of reasons why this happens. It's not just Vince McMahon. I think it's personally, I think it's more the fans than it is Vince McMahon because we want to push Roman. They wanted Roman after the 2014 Royal Rumble. They get Roman. Roman wins the 2015 Royal Rumble, gets booed out of the building. And he hasn't really done well since with the fans. Well, let's take this into consideration. You already brought up Baron Corbin, right? Baron Corbin in NXT, somewhat successful, came up as a lone wolf, won the money in the bank. I think a lot of people were happy initially that he won the money in the bank as that character. Yes. Actually, he became the general manager of Raw, or it wasn't the general manager. I forget what they call him. The constable? Was that it? Constable, constable. of Monday Night Raw? The constable. constable Corbin. Okay. That was at the time when Raw was, was dreadful. And, and Raw, right now, there's a lot of issues on Monday Night Raw. Last night's was pretty good. I thought it, there was a lot of good things that happened on Monday Night Raw last night, but yep. that was a low point. So much so that Vince McMahon and the family had to come out and apologize to the fans and be like, you know, we're going to do better for you guys. He's not really a constable. Like people, do people understand this? He, he's not a general manager. That is the opportunity that they gave him because he pretty cuts pretty good promos. He can talk. So he had exactly. no, I, I'm going to imagine that he had no influence over actual creative. He went out there, was given the script and said what he was supposed to say. There are I people agree. out there that legitimately think that Baron Corbin is responsible for a portion of Raw being very bad for quite some time. So there's that. You look at him, we talk about bad creative. The King gimmick is so overplayed and it puts him in such a bad position because it is so unbelievably corny, silly, childish, yep. whatever you want to call it. I agree. It, yep. it, it, this is a guy, if you follow him on Twitter, if you follow him on Instagram, he likes, I believe he likes muscle cars. I believe he, I know he smokes cigars. He drinks whiskey. He, he likes cooking steaks. He's a man's man. He's cool. I mean, if you went out with him and partied with him, you'd probably have fun and think he's a cool guy. But you don't, he doesn't actually get to show who he is on TV because he's put in these terrible situations by the bad creative that Moxley points out, that other people point out. Let people be who they're go, supposed to be or who they are in real life, and they might get over. And that might not be the point where people are pointing the finger saying how terrible something is. But the, the thing is with Corbin is... He actually does a good job with what he's given. Yes, is it crap? He does. Is it crap? Yes. But he does such a good job with it. Like people say he has go away heat. I don't think he has go away heat. He just has heat. The problem is heat today is just uh, unfortunately all heat in professional wrestling today is go away heat unless you're MJF. MJF is the only one that can create actual heat of the classic sense. Everyone else has go away heat because If you don't like them, you just don't like them because you think their character is really them. And they're like, oh, well, he's not a good wrestler because he only does two or three moves. 
Well, who cares Every if he only does two? Every wrestler has their set of moves. Exactly. Who cares if he does two or three moves? It's it should be beyond that. So when Hogan worked in Japan, he 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 used he had a much wider set of uh, maneuvers that he was doing. Yes, and he, did. he had some actually pretty good wrestling matches, and he was able to transform himself where he didn't need to do that stuff. He did. The leg drop, the big boot, the big comeback, and that was it. And it sold tickets. That's the point of the business. And you pointed this out. People have to understand, especially with WWE. Right. They are trying to cater to the masses. They are huge. They're a global phenomenon. They're the biggest professional wrestling company. They're not trying to cater to the guys that are going to go watch the indie darling at a VFW or a bingo hall. There's levels to this type of thing, just like there's levels in professional sports. You go from the minor leagues the triple a to the major leagues. And guess what? Some of the guys that make it to the majors can't cut it because they're, right. they're talented. They're really good, but they're not good enough. It's not any different. You go from developmental to independence. Maybe you bounce around to ring of honor, TNA, wherever you go, those places. And you're really over like broken. Matt Hardy was really over in TNA. Then they go to NXT and they're really over in NXT. Just because you're really over in NXT. When you go to the main roster, doesn't mean it's going to work. And people need to understand that Vince McMahon is not going to take a risk of putting the belt on somebody who cannot sell t-shirts, who cannot sell out arenas, who cannot fill stadiums to max capacity at a WrestleMania where you're selling 80,000 tickets. It's not going to happen and it shouldn't happen. And people need to start to understand that there's a big difference between what works on the independent scene and what's going to work for the masses. You know, so that that that's what people need to start to understand. Right. And as but, far as Roman, you brought Roman up again. People are divided on that and him coming back. And did he turn heel? Did he not turn heel? People are talking about him. That's it worked. What you want. It worked. People were talking about him. And actually, for the most part, was positive. Very positive remarks on what he was saying on his return. I think the only negative thing that they said was that it buried Bray Wyatt. Which did I don't not. think it did. It, it did not bury Bray Wyatt. It did not bury The Fiend. First off, The Fiend is the universal champion. So you can't bury the universal champion. Second off, there's a triple threat match this coming Sunday on Payback. And I'm assuming, like most people, Braun Strowman's taking the pin there to protect Bray Wyatt. So if you protect someone... You're not burying them. Now, I get it. What happened at Crown Jewel or whatever the Saudi Arabia show was with Goldberg, that was bad. But really, he's bounced back from it. He beat John Cena at WrestleMania. He won the Universal title at SummerSlam. One loss does not mean you're buried. We just talked about this on our live episode this past weekend. And this is the thing get, that gets me. And people may may get upset by this, but The Fiend as a character is cool. I get it, right? But all these people talking about Roman Reigns can't wrestle, John Cena can't wrestle, this guy can't wrestle, that guy's not good, he's got five moves, all this and that. The Fiend's been around for how long now? He's had A year. A year. A year. He's had a, a universal championship title run. He just won it again. How many good matches has he had? He had one, one decent match with Daniel Bryan. 
Okay, two. Because okay. the match with SummerSlam I thought was good. So two it, matches. Okay, so that, that was that was another decent match. Okay, I would, I would say that was good. I thought overall SummerSlam was good. As a matter of fact, I thought NXT was really good. I thought SummerSlam was good. And I thought Raw then had Raw last night had more than enough good segments last night between uh, Redemption Retribution. I always say it wrong. Retribution. Retribution. Yes. Jumping uh, the Mysterios. You had McIntyre and Orton, which was also very good. And you had Alistair Black and Kevin Owens, which they don't even need that much of a build. It's just a good. And match even the hurt business can. stuff. I, I'm liking I'm the hurt business too. too. Like I'm fine with that too. And, and the other thing too that I have to say is with the fans, like not everything's going to be a home run. You know, some things could just be good to progress the story and just let it go. You know, people are expecting like these big home runs, like everything's got to be a big moment on Raw, on SmackDown. And if it's not, it's like, uh, uh whatever. If but Cody... man, that Young Bucks match on Dynamite, that was awesome. But well, then again, on the, on the same side of the coin, there are people that say AEW Dynamite's crap, but then are praising Lana and Natalia. It's both ways. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Like I, I watch Dynamite on a weekly basis. And if there's one show that I look forward to more than any show, it's Dynamite. I don't I, I, I watch Raw because we 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 cover all professional wrestling or most on this show. Right. And I have to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. There are some good segments. Last night had had a lot of segments that I enjoyed, but yep. some of it I did not. Right. I watch Dynamite and I do the same thing. There's a lot of segments that I like and a couple of things here and there I don't like. And that's fine. People need to be okay with that and understanding that there's a like you don't need to like 100% of what you see to support professional wrestling. Like it's okay to disagree. There's no problem with that. Right. Now, the, the last thing I want to cover here, like AEW fans, they'll say something along the lines of, oh, Cody said that there's going to be a buffet of content with wrestling. Like you're not going to get the same matches over and over again. And one of the things that I've said in the past with WWE is they have a very cookie cutter process. They're like McDonald's where AEW is kind of like your local burger house right now. They're two different things, you know, in the way they process their shows. But. There's also this, while we say it's cookie cutter in their matches, their storylines are very different. You have a very serious tone with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, and yet you have a joking, comedic storyline with R-Truth in the 24 title, 24-7 title. Then you have this family affair with Rey Mysterio, Dominic, and then the Monday Night Messiah thing. So, like, there's a little bit of everything. Otis and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and what was Dolph Ziggler before he moved to Raw, like... You're not going to like all five hours of content on Raw on WWE. And I don't expect you to like all two hours of AEW Dynamite. And if you do, great. But to me, there are things that are wrong with AEW. There are things wrong with WWE. There are things wrong with NXT. There are things wrong with New Japan. There are things wrong with Ring of Honor, Impact. They all have their flaws. The only problem is WWE because they're the top. They're number one. Everyone's out to get them. So their flaws are magnified by the fans, especially ones that, you know what? They're diehard AEW fans. They're disgruntled former WCW fans that are still pissed that Vince bought them out or former ECW fans that are upset that they closed their doors in 2001. Whatever the case may be, they have a reason to hate WWE and they're going to hate everything they do. Regardless. What? What? That's fine too. 
That is fine. If you want to hate on WWE just because you hate them being the big dog in town, there's nobody telling you you can't do that, and there's nothing wrong with it. Right. People hate the Patriots because they're the Patriots. People hate the Yankees because they're the Yankees. People hate the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys. Lakers, the Celtics, same thing. They hate them because they just, they're the best. And they're jealous. What it comes down to, I think. So, What do you guys think of John Moxley's comments? Let us know in the comments below. Don't forget to share us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, SCPB Podcast. And for news, reviews, and conversations on all things pro wrestling, subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. For Ralph Valenti, my name is Michael Valenti. Thank you for watching the Squared Circle Psychobabble.